In a world swarming with boring, predictable awards shows, what will separate from the rest? Rise above and unite the podcasting realm in a testament to the outstanding achievements of the community. The Amalgamania Podcasting and Entertainment Awards. Podcasters, YouTubers, and Twitch streamers, now is your time. Make your voices heard and submit your program by going to amalga-mania.com for all the details, submission categories, and guidelines. The Amalgamania Podcasting and Entertainment Awards, the summer's biggest blockbuster event. You don't want to miss it. The Amalgamania Podcast and Entertainment Awards is brought to you by our sponsor, Blu-ray Underground. Check out BluRayUnderground.com. Welcome to the Epic Tales from the Sewers podcast. Strap into the party wagon and hold on to your pizza. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Epic Tales from the Sewers. I am your host, Justin, and I have some special guests with me today. We are doing the preview episode for The Last Ronin Issue 3. Joining me, as always, is Mr. Scott Cromer. How are you doing, Scott? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being back. I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say about Issue 3. And uh, a first-time guest, we have Mr. Eric Will. How are you today? I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself there, Justin? Oh, I can't complain, man. I, I'm I'm psyched that we got this together. These are usually the most fun episodes when we get to just like kind of speculate on what's going to happen. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely going to be fun. <laughs> so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to spill the beans early because um, I I got this in and it's it's really cool. So um, I'm gonna play a voice message that I got, and uh, you guys can react to this one. What's up, Turtle fans? Ben Bishop here, one of the artists on The Last Ronin. I'm very tired today because I just got finished killing a bunch of our childhood heroes in issue three. Uh, I can't wait to hear what you think is going to happen. Can't wait to hear what you think of what ultimately does happen. Um, I can tell you that this issue is even better than issue two, and that issue four is going to be even better than issue three. So I hope you love it. Let us know. And cowabunga. I almost missed that cowabunga at the end. Did that come through? Did you guys hear that? Yep, I heard it perfectly clear. Not bad, huh? So, uh, yep, that's awesome, man. I know, right? I was so excited when, when he said uh, he would do it. Um, and then he kind of tipped his hat again, and I'm like, oh, no, more characters die? And, and we have to expect that they will? But, oh, man, <laughs> it's going to be brutal. Definitely yes. is, man. Yeah. So, so going into this, um, we we went into issue two with our predictions, and it was the first to fall. We pretty much called that it would be Raphael and Eric. I know you're a big Raph guy, right? Yes. I'm so mad at Ben. I I have to say though, that was some of the most beautiful artwork that I've seen rendered for the turtles. I mean, it's just gorgeous. It, it it was definitely definitely gorgeous. I mean. 
you know, I got the Ben Bishop box, so I got that uh, that side print. It's like beautiful oh, nice, and yeah. at the same time. So it's kind of like, uh, yeah, I'm I'm super stoked for the third one though. Definitely, you know. You know, it it starts off and it's it's kind of like you know second time around. It's like we're looking into the past and you know we see okay, this is pretty much the set from the movie, so that's kind of cool. We see April and Casey and they're trying to build a relationship and you know they have this big announcement that they have and then in burst Raphael. And it's, it's like from the third page, it's go time, you know, they're, they're coming in and splinters, you know, mortally wounded. It looks like Raphael's all bloody, you know, Donatello's got that, uh, that funny little hat on and him and Michelangelo are bringing in splinter. And I mean, the art is friggin' amazing. It just the way that he draws their faces. I, I just, I love it. It's so good. You know, and, um, and it's I a flashback. A- I like how they use the different art styles in the, the comic, how, you know, um, it kind of pays homage to all the different, like, artists from the old Mirage era. Well, actually, yeah. pretty much, like, through the Tur- Turtles era, like, you know, all the different art styles, but it kind of flows so well that it doesn't, it's not too jarring when you're reading it. Absolutely. And um, the um, the main book uh, of this part is by uh, Esau and Isaac Escarosa. And they're doing all of the, the future stuff, right? So they're doing the stuff where you actually see the Ronin and Oroko Hiroto and all of that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, your flashback is done by Ben Bishop. And then you have a different set of flashback done by uh, Mr. Kevin Eastman himself, which was really kind of shocking that I'm like, wow, he, he got into here somehow. Yeah, it was really cool to see the, the uh, Mikey flashback with uh, done in Eastman style. Yeah, I like I liked it because it's it's something that's different. And, and what when I see Kevin's artwork now, I think, oh, it's a cover or something like that. I haven't seen him do like an actual layout in years. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I can't actually remember last time I've seen something besides a cover. I did see he did a Conan book recently, uh, like Conan the Barbarian or something. That was pretty neat looking. And like a cover oh, for shit. Deadpool and X-Men and stuff. And I'm like, this is like... If you had like a, a wish list of things that you wanted to do, that would be so cool. Yeah, he just did one with a with a Carnage one too. Oh, that'd be cool. He did. He did. He did a cover for uh, Carnage as well. I think it was like black, red, and white, or something like that. It. it he's 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 You're just. Right. I, don't, I right. love his style. I love I love Kevin Eastman's style. I love all the styles that's going into this whole book. I mean, it's. Yeah, I mean, it's like you guys were saying. Everything, everything's just flowing really, really nice together. I mean, for as many artists, and you know how sometimes you have like so many different artists going, you know, working at it, and you know things to get like get kind of crazy with it. You know what I'm saying? One person doesn't like this, one person like this, but it's super. It's it's it flows so well together. I mean, and just like a well-oiled machine is what they are. Yeah, they, they've really hit it. I mean, it's no surprise why this was like the biggest selling book, you know, just, just because of, like you said, the three different styles and it's got one cohesive plot going all the way through. I mean, I got to give a, a lot of credit to Tom Waltz because he really nails like the um, little nuances that these characters have with their dialogue. He really hits that. And, and that's one thing I've always liked about it from the series. It's like, you know, when Raphael's talking, 
You know, you know when it's Mikey and you know when it's Donatello and you know when it's Leonardo. He's he's got those little tidbits down. Yep, to- totally. Yeah, I mean, guys, um, yeah. oh, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I mean, you know, after working on him for so long, it's you know, it's like you're part of that. You're part of those characters. It's like Eastman's part of like is like Raphael, you know, and. It's just like after so long, I mean, it, you just you're so into those characters like you are those characters. And I kind of feel that's where Tom is really just, you know, hit just hit it just right in every aspect of this. And I really like uh, the stuff that he's done with April because she is just she's just like this survivor. And, mm-hmm. you know, we just see her and it's like she's just not going to stop. And. It's so characteristic of like, oh, well, when she was, you know, um, in the cartoon series and she was a reporter, she was always going to get her story. When she was a scientist, she was always going to make sure that she got what she had to get done and, you know, fight and stick up for whom she had to. She's she's just like this this underrated character where she's like she really spurs a lot of the action in these books. I guess catalyst is the word, you know, and. Got a lot of tenacity. Yeah, absolutely. Very much so. And I mean, we see her and she's in rough shape. We, we call this from the beginning where we see her. She's got scars on her face. She's missing an arm. She's missing a leg, you know, um, and uh, we get introduced to her daughter. Uh, I guess we call her Casey Jr., but uh, Casey Marie Jones. <laughs> yeah, Casey Jones. Casey Marie. I call her Casey Marie. Yeah, probably. Jones. How how is this character not going to be the biggest breakout character of like the next century? I mean, she's amazing, right? Yeah, I mean it's I mean it's it, I'm going to tell you it's definitely a different take. I mean it's like you know when you think of Casey Jones, you think of Casey Jones with the mask, the male, and now it's kind of like I don't know it's 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 nice to see something something new in it as well as old. You know what I'm saying? And it's such a natural way that they did it. Like they weren't going for a reboot and they're like, Hey, why don't we make April a guy and Casey a girl? They're like, no, let's just like, this is their daughter and Casey didn't make it. We're going to find out how he didn't make it, but the daughter's here and you know, we're going to take it from there. I'm like, this is really cool. And, and since they've a, been living in the, in the turtles house. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're exactly right, Scott. It's, it's just one of those things where it's like, it's kismet. It just worked. Well, oil machine is what they got going on. <laughs> yeah, you called it. <laughs> yeah, it's it's um it's interesting to see what's going on. Um, we're we're seeing like Mikey is super super mutated now. He's got like these old turtle spots on him, and you know he's he's twice the size he used to be. He's he's basically you know powered up since his uh, teenage days. And uh, turtle. Yeah, yeah, he's. he's uh, He's healing quickly too, so who knows if he has any like additional powers that we don't even know about, you know? Well, we know he can take a fall out of a, a skyscraper, so yeah, that was crazy. And, and I just kept thinking, I'm like, he is so jacked up at the end of this. I'm like, are, what are they going to do? Is he they going to kill him in the first issue? So, but sure enough, he comes back, and I mean, he heals in what would have been just a couple days, I think. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I, would, I would think so. Yeah, and uh, his mind is is uh, clearly going because he's seeing his brothers and still talking to them. 
not as much in this issue as he was in the other one because he has actual people to talk to. But um, yeah, I, I I do think that he's uh, going a little bit crazy. Yeah, I, I like the Maybe, uh, the scene in the uh, sewer when they were he was making tea. Yeah, he was talking to his brothers there. <laughs> I'm actually looking at that now, and it's like you know, Raph is all like, I don't even remember the explosion. It's like you weren't there, dummy. You know, and then they start arguing, and it's like, man, these guys even beyond the grave, they don't stop. You know. Yeah, it's it was, so funny. It was the three brothers mostly bickering, and then Rap or Mikey was finally like, had enough and threw the teapot. Yeah, I mean, and it was just it was written so well too. I mean, you could clearly tell who was talking without even know without even seeing who was talking. Yeah, it's so indicative too. It's like it, it seems like that's always been how it's been too, where Mikey's always had to be the mediator, or just he's on the outside watching everybody argue. Yeah, he's the funny one. He's amazing. He's he, he makes everybody laugh. He's the he's the he's the person that he's like everybody's all, you know, like upset and fighting. He just makes everybody laugh and just calm down. You know, it seems he like just, he's trying. You know, I mean, yeah. he, he's just calm now. You know, he's he's calm until he blows his top and uh, you know uh, that little image of the the tea kettle blowing over at the same time. I'm like, yeah, you know, that's very poignant. But he still poured four cups of cups of tea, so it's pretty funny. You're like, yeah, he's not all there. Yeah, maybe and, maybe that ball also knocked some screws loose too, as well. <laughs> yeah, first. Uh, yeah, I, th- I, th- I think you're right there, Eric. Just because uh, you know he he's definitely rattled and he's not completely healed, and I think that these years of isolation have definitely messed him up. Yeah. Yeah, it's man. I'm ready for issue three. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, man. I I am I am with you. So, what do we think? Um, what do we think in terms of uh, like I I actually did. Um, I asked I asked one of the artists to confirm that Raphael had died, and he said yes, he's dead. He's dead as a doornail. He's not coming back. Anything like that. So so we 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 can't speculate on how Raph is going to survive because he's not, unfortunately. Um, but what about Karai? I think cries in a coma from now on out, or at least until she w- when until she wakes up, which I do think she's going to wake up. And I mean, he stabbed her in the like, lungs too. Like he he hit her like in in the back square, like yeah. collapsing a lung and all that. And you know, I don't know is she brain dead? Is is whatever? You know, and we have no idea at this point how old her son is. You know, like no clue. Like they just haven't even alluded to it yet. So I, I'm really looking forward to seeing that piece. Like, I want to see, like, how does that work out? Because she is messed up by Raphael. She's got a sigh through her forearm. You know, um, she gets stabbed. Yeah, she gets the better of him, which uh, is, is crazy. But, um, man, it's just by, by the end of it, she's floating up towards, towards the top, and he's floating down towards the bottom. I don't, I don't even know if they're going to recover his body. Any thoughts on that? Do we think we'll see a funeral for Raph? I I think they do find him. I I feel that me I feel that they do find him, um, and possibly get a proper barrier. Maybe I don't know. It's uh, I got so many thoughts running through my head of what's going to happen throughout this whole process. It's just I don't know. It, it's a good possibility that they he just he's just down there and that's it. 
So I don't know. There's two I ways that the, I see it going. The foot's yeah. gonna, what are they going to do? I think the foot's coming, going to come for uh, the rest of the brothers. And we know there's some sort of explosion you know, going on. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think right after the Raf and Karai fight, I think they, they, you know, Karai probably gets out and, and maybe she can say one or two words before she's done. But, um, you know, I feel like they, they're going to, re- somebody's going to retaliate or the, the foot's going to definitely try to retaliate against the rest of the brothers. And do you know what, what is kind of like a little tip off to me is the cover of the next issue that they've released, like that at the last page, the last panel, it's Leo's sword with Casey's mask hanging over it. So to me, this is, this is tipping off that it's like, okay, the next thing to happen. And it's like all this stuff from what looks like an explosion. Cause there's smoke and fire and like rebel for buildings. So mm-hmm. it makes me think that Leo and Casey are going to be the next to go. Yeah. I agree I, with that one. Yeah, definitely. I agree too. I mean, it's, it's low hanging fruit, but I'm taking it. So but um, a- after like forward too with those with these deaths, I don't think they're kind of beating around the bush. I think it's like, hey, here they are. This is what happened. They they're dead. You know they're dead. They're gonna die. So like here it is. Yeah, I didn't. I had no way thought that we would get a full um, that we would get a, like an absolute full origin story like we did in in that uh that second issue, I was like, Oh wow, that was kind of better than I expected. I really didn't think that that would happen. Yeah. I feel that each issue is just, it's getting better and it's getting more intense. And it's just like, you know, me personally, I, I, I'm not, I'm not the type of person that reads, but this thing right here got me, it's got me hooked and I'm, I'm, I'm ready for three. Yeah. All right. I'm, I'm I hear you. I'm going to skip ahead just slightly. Have you have you seen the cover of issue four yet? Yes. No, I haven't. No, I, sh- I should probably look at that. It. Yeah. Oh well, they kind of they kind of like show you what's probably going to happen in each issue, like who it's going to who's biting the dust in each issue, just by seeing the covers on these. In my opinion, because issue four definitely shows you who's who's biting it. In my opinion, again. Oh yeah. Okay. So four. it's. Yeah. All right. So that means that they're going to hold off on Splinter and Donnie because it's it's the book. I, I Splinter Splinter could be a toss up in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, it, it looks could, like might... in the panel that his foot is actually detached. So it's like, oh man, like he is rough. Yeah. Yeah. Splinter got it pretty bad. Poor Splinter. It's it's so funny because he's the one guy that like one on one who can beat him, you know. Like pretty much like the only times I've ever seen Splinter lose a battle is when he's like overwhelmed by a whole ton of enemies, like a a crowd of Mausers or, you know, um, I think Bane dropped a building on him, you know, like things like that. But I mean, he can beat Shredder one on one and nobody can do that besides him. So not even Batman, because because they um, they fought almost to a uh, standstill until, you know, uh, Shredder beat him. And then Batman had to come back with some plot armor to beat Shredder. So that says a lot. I know that's yeah. not canon, but you know, whatever. No, you're right. You're right. So, I mean, he must have been overwhelmed. And I think that what you're predicting makes sense because if April isn't there with Casey and Leo and all that, and they end up coming back to where Splinter and Donnie are at like the second time around and all that, that could make a lot of sense. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, in my opinion, I think, you know, issue, issue three, it's going to be Leo and Casey and uh, maybe Splinter. I, I'm not sure about Splinter. Splinter could be, he could be dead from his injuries. Um, and he might die here. You know, they might confirm it here in issue three. They might wait to issue four, but I, I think it's going to be Leo and Casey for sure in issue three and then Donnie in issue four. Now, uh, surprise moments. I know in issue two, the big surprise moment, well, one of the big ones for me was uh, the head on a pike of the previous captain that failed uh, Oroko Hiroto there, and the crows are picking out his eye. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. And if you weren't paying attention, you would never even, like, you would never even noticed it if you weren't paying attention, really. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was just uh, like, what? (laughs) And, um... It, it kind of is like, oh, it's that kind of book. I forgot. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's hard. It's it doesn't shy away from the violence. No, it does not. It is very, very bloody. But we've got um, we've got a preview too. They're saying that uh, Baxter Stockman should be in this one, and I'm yeah. thinking that that's how April got hooked up with the hand yeah. and the leg. Did you uh, see Tom Waltz saying that Hiroto was not the only? villain in the book that there is another villain i did and and i'm i'm certain that there's going to have to be another bil- villain because it can't be a to b no you know, no just it, like, never, it never it never yeah i mean no good story he's too is. good for that yeah. yeah exactly exactly he eliminated like a lot of the things like they're like okay no triceratons we're like all right all right yeah no problem you know so probably not going to be like like uh any more mutants or anything else like that. And he's like, yeah, it's not going to be some of the stuff that you expect, but some of the things may come back. So, you know, I think, yeah, I think it'll be a, like a, a story that is very linear, but t- told very well. Like, you know, I, I like with all these, like, I don't know. I just, so far these first two issues have just been phenomenal. And if they just keep up this pace, I just think this is, it's going to be a series that is just, you know, it's, when you talk about turtles, this is going to be one of the stories you talk about when you talk about turtles. Oh, yeah. I, I can't wait for the trade paperback on this one because it seems like it just needs to be read all the way through. And mm-hmm. I, I remember when I was reading Doomsday Clock and it was just like six months in between an issue or something like that. It was like absolutely excruciating, waiting like three years for this to get done. But yeah, those wait it, times were horrible. Oh, so bad. But it's like Gary Frank is drawing and it's like, this is really amazing. You know, it's like he puts so much detail into everything. It's like in the end, it's worth it. But the experience was so bad. It's just hard to like be absolutely in love with that thing. It left, not, it left a bad taste in so many people's mouth. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's not a bad story at all. You know, it's like Jeff Johns oh, writing. Right. It's like, this is pretty good. It is Th- a good this story. This one, they have, have been so on it, you know, where it's like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, third issue's done. And it comes out like three weeks later. And it's like, holy crap, they're, they're doing a really good job. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm not a reader, but this, I mean, I, the first one I read and I was like, all right, I'm ready for two. Let's go. Like this right here, this series has got me hooked. My wife, my wife is like, oh, God, she's ready for <laughs> to be done because <laughs> we spent so much money on the Ronins and stuff. Yeah, but, I know, right? Oh, God. Yeah, it get expensive. Uh, so a little bit i'm trying to look here to see how many there are for this one has anybody run across how many there are going to be for the uh, covers there's going to be 23 for issue for issue three 
There was 26 for issue two, and then there was like 70 some. Yeah, there was like 75. Phenomenal amount for issue one. Yeah. Yeah. Of which I had like, I had like 16 at one point, including like, I got the third print as well. So, but I, I will tell you guys, I'm not a monger. You know, um, I, I actually ended up giving a couple away to some folks. Uh, I, I, I had a friend um, down in Texas and he uh, he lost a bunch of his comics to a flood. So I ended up sending him my uh, Frank Miller homage uh, cover, which was pretty, pretty sick. And he loved it. Nice. I gave my Eastman one in 10 away to my, my best friend. Yeah. You know, it's, so, it's sometimes had, it's nice just to few, share. So, them. You know, yeah, it, is, I got, it is. Yeah. I got a couple uh, sent in to uh, one of the guys over in Germany. He said he couldn't find any of the first printing first ones, and I think issue two and the director's cut. I'm what I'm going to send him. Because, oh, I do love the director's cut. Yeah, the director's cut. That's old school Eastman style. Um, he's he actually did some figures uh, for me too. Like he does like uh, the custom and painting and all that stuff. So, oh, cool! Give him a shout out. What's his name? Uh, his name is Randy. I cannot say his last name to save my life. He's from Germany. Um, but he does, he's the half, is that, was it half shell, uh, painted? I think yeah, it is like half shell painted. Oh, nice. Yeah. I actually, I, I follow them on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm getting more, I'm actually be going to be getting probably about another six more figures from him. They're going to be all oh, nice. <laughs> anything, uh, anything cool? Like, is he making a Ronin for you or any, uh, uh like. It's right now, I'm just kind of doing like basic stuff right now for now, uh, just for the simple fact that, you know, I got to put it back over here on my wall. I, like I told you, like, like my whole room is painted like a turtle show. So, um, that's awesome. But <laughs> we got like a little, we got like a little scene back here, uh, where it has like some of the turtles and stuff and Splinter. And then I got like a, a detective. I just kind of did like the regular turtles for now. And then, I'm probably going to get like some more specialty ones from him. Um, That's awesome. I, um, I, I'd like to get into that. I just started collecting the uh, universal monster turtles figures, which have gotten quite expensive. So I, I'm only missing the mutant Raphael alien one. But I mean, if I want to get that, it's I'm looking anywhere from 80 bucks to 180 if I can find it loose. So I'm not in a hurry, so to speak. Yeah, that's cool, though. So, Scott, we were, we were talking about variants, and you showed me the picture of the one that you're getting, the uh, John DeJardin's uh, one of yeah, the that's Ronin. A, that's, a, that's a hard one to say, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, man, this is so cool. He's uh, he's throwing a grappling hook chain that looks like a bear paw. And it's on, like, a chain. He's got, like, um, swords on the back and all that. Yeah. His yeah, cover of number one is probably the favorite one that I got with like the ghosts of the turtles and all that. The ghost brothers. Yeah. That one was yeah. really sweet. Yeah. That um, is awesome. Number two is good looking too. Just uh number one was amazing. Yeah. 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 Have you seen the, um, the Tyler, Tyler Kirkman cover? It's uh, the Ronin with the, he's got like the samurai. He's kind of like in like in a samurai sword type where he's got the gun out, but I don't know. It's, it, it's where it's uh I don't remember the exact pose, but it's a it's a really cool cover. I like that one a lot. I did see that uh, Gabriel Del Otto is doing one. Del Otto, yeah. Wow, yeah, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I I thought that DC pretty much owned him at that at this point. So you know. 
Yeah, I got I got both because they're doing a virgin and a uh, a trade variant as well, and I got I got both of them. I had to I had to get the Del Autos. I don't know why I just had to. They just to me it was like must. <laughs> Between him and like Lee Bermio, um, just amazing painters and and like their stuff. It's I've never seen a bad work that they've done, and it's just so like you want to hang it on your wall. You're like this is clearly artwork. So I, I'm I'm with you on that. Hi, this is Adam, aka Casey Jones from Casey Jones Livewire, and you're listening to Epic Tales from the Sewers. Time for a knuckle sandwich, punk. Nice. The uh, the David Sanchez variant is really nice. It's the Ronan holding uh, all four masks, and it's got Casey's mask real big behind, like it's like real pretty much the size of the the cover oh, with the Ronan great. standing in front of it. It's a really cool cover. Yeah, and the thing about this is, like, one of the reasons that we do these sort of previews and all that is to get people out there to get these things pre-ordered. These are not something that are really sold on the secondary market. It's it's going to be there for, for what, like a year? And then everyone's going to sit on them for, for life? I, I'm not getting rid of my Ronin covers. <laughs> Most people are going to sit on theirs. Yeah, it's just you're not going to sell them because it's it's going to be impossible to find. And then... You know, one day down the road, you'd be like, yeah, I'll sell you this Ronin number one first printing variant for 500 bucks. So get in on it, guys. You know, there's um, I think it's a state of comics you can go to. Uh, Bulletproof Comics was one. I know, Eric, you were telling me about them. We, we uh, you, you told me about them. And like within an hour, I had bought the Donatello variant. So I have that coming. And, oh, and uh, uh, Jozar, uh, Jozar, uh, Jozar, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I get a I get quite a few off of him. Uh, I already know I've already seen I've actually already seen issue four of Alan Quay's. Uh, yeah, it was a real quick look at it, and then that that was it. Uh, thank you, Joe's Art Collectibles. Um, but it's Raphael as as you know. Um, but I figured yeah, it would have to be. Yeah, yeah, it's because right now because you got the the Lebronin and then Leonardo, which I have Leonardo and I pre-ordered Donatello and I'm probably going to order like three of the Raphael's because one's going to Germany. <laughs> That's awesome but, that you're able to send it over there too. You know, yeah. I, I love just hearing stories about like, like spreading out to other fans and, you know, instead of like, Oh, I bought all these and I have them for myself. And you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. now it's yeah. fun because you can talk about it with your buddies and be like, Hey, check it out. <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, and, uh, you were talking about that earlier, Coop, about those yeah. covers. Oh, you, you already know that I want to do that. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, yeah already you, know. got, you got the Donnie cover coming. I got the Leo, and Donnie's my favorite turtle, and Leo's your favorite turtle. So I'm such a Leo guy. It's like we're going to do a swap. Heck, yes. You know, does, that, does your favorite turtle go over into the games, too? Like, I, I know Donatello is probably a good good example. I where, yeah, I use yeah. Donnie with everything. Do you, do you play as Raph, Eric? Uh, gonna, I'm going to be honest with you. No. Uh, only on um, maybe Turtles in Time, I'll play that, or the uh, Mutants in Manhattan. But mostly I'll either use Leo or Donatello for... Yeah, you got to like, have that reach. Yes, yes, yes. It's 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 a must, especially on the, the first NES 3, the, the three NES games. Yes, it's such a must. <laughs> I am I am just like unapologetically a Leo guy where it's like I, I am just so impressed whenever I can go someplace and they actually have something Leo and, and, and I, I realize I'm like, oh yeah, 
Raph and Mikey are probably more popular and people just left this because they didn't care. And I'm like, oh, it's my favorite. I don't care. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way about Donnie. However, yeah. Donnie, Donnie's like, Donnie was everybody's second choice for the Ronin. Like everyone's like, oh, I bet if it's not Mikey, it's going to be Donnie, you know? So it's, it's like, uh, he's got I that surgeon's for the better story. Yeah. I, I agree with you. That you know, um, it, it never would have been Leo. It's just, it, it never would have. Um, yeah. And I mean, they, they kind of showed that with that 2007 movie where it's like, you know, he can do all this stuff and he can learn and he can teach, but he's never going to, you know, get past that, that sort of level. And like Raph can overcompensate with like physical abilities and all that, but he's just a better fighter, you know? Yeah, like we'll say though, Leo did put hands on Batman, and none of the others did. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I know I keep going back to that like it's canon, but you know, it's it's pretty <laughs> it fun. Story. It was fun. <laughs> that's all good, man. Talking about turtles, just, that's all that matters, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, I love it. Um, I don't know if either of you are uh, versed on the Mirage verse or anything like that way back, but there is the last panel of, of last Ronin. We've got uh, the head of the Fugitoid, his assistant uh, named Sal or Salo or Sal zero. I, I never know how to say it. Um, and April actually pulls it out of a safe. I was wondering if you had any predictions of, do we think uh, a certain person's in there? Like, is that going to be Baxter? Is that going to be, you know, Dr. Honeycutt? What, what do you guys think uh, for the robot head? I saw some images that they hook it up. Like they're, I, I don't know if it's going to like show, like, like display something to, for them to see. Like oh, like, oh, so, okay. So you're thinking like, maybe it'll display like, like what happened. Almost like a projector. I don't Oh, oh that's, that's a good idea. You know, give us some kind of more, you know, exposition to the story. Yeah, that would be smart because that way they wouldn't have to just come out and say, oh, yeah, like that time that explosion happened. Yeah. So I, I think that's that's a pretty good take. I also wonder because, it, you know, they're bringing in the Fugitoid's head that I wonder if time travel is going to be involved any in any way. I, I can't imagine that they, they had uh, thought of that. I mean. They, they could because they go everywhere with this turtles in time and you know like renee or renette and all that they don't have to go crazy with it either they can you know but i wouldn't be surprised if it, they don't sprinkle it in there a little bit a little bit my god how awesome would it be if if um, all this happens and then mikey can actually sacrifice himself and go back in time and, and like and like save everybody that'd be freaking great oh that would be crazy i don't know if that's going to be grim dark like this is but I mean, sign me up. I'm I'm okay for any way that this goes. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay for them to, to save Raphael if they go back. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh, it, no, it, if we save Raph, that's the beginning. So that's I'm okay with that too. You know, it, 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 it like that's the whole thing, the time travel thing. And you know, like I've also heard a couple things, like, well, what if it's like, what if it's Donatello in his head and Future Toy's head, and he's bringing back his memories and stuff. Oh, I would love that too, and that's like that's that. what they did in the image, or not image, but um, yeah, actually, image, and um, they they did that briefly in the IDW series too, where he was actually inside Metalhead's body. So it's it's happened before. It it they set a precedent for it, so it could. It's 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 definitely going to be interesting. The whole time travel thing, especially with the uh, with that ship down there, and you know, with all the buildings around it and stuff. So I mean, it's definitely. 
you know, like my mind's going like a million different ways, you know, is there going to be travel, time travel, is there going to be, you know, like, well, are they just going to, is he just going to be a projector, you know, which is it, you know, is it going to be a both or is it going to be, I, you know, I'm ready for issue three, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just give me the issue so I can, you know, just so I can sit down and more questions for issue four. Yeah. <laughs> my my thought is I think that when she pulls that out, I think that's gonna be Baxter's brain. And I think that's gonna be Baxter Shockman, and I think that she's opening a hornet's nest by getting him oh. and there's your second villain. You know? Yeah. And I think it's gonna come from, you know, this act of April didn't have to do this because she was sitting on it, but you know, she she did, and now there's gonna be repercussions and it's gonna it's gonna shake the world. About to get crazier. Oh yeah. Yeah, as she, as she says in this the preview I saw. Mm-hmm. I, I'm hoping that we get some more of this motorcycle gang that Casey Marie is with, and I am really looking forward to a lot more Casey Marie in this new uh, in this new issue. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Ben didn't do one of the covers of just her. Like, oh yeah. man, I haven't seen any covers with. Are you talking about Casey? Yeah, our, our buddy the- Rob. Uh, shout out to uh, to Rob from uh, the Discord server there. Um, he actually got that one cover that that they did with Casey Marie on it in his uh, in his Bish box. And yeah. uh, oh, for everyone yeah. listening, um, we subscribe to uh, BishArt.net, and they have something called the Bish Kids Art Club, which is uh, the artist of uh, the parts of the flashback of this, uh, Ben Bishop. He has a club, and you sign up, and you pay, and uh, quarterly, you actually get a box, and it has some customized stuff. Last one I got this awesome uh, black knit cap with like Casey Jones on it, and um, mm-hmm. the the Psy cover from um, issue number two. But if you sign up at a certain level, he sends you a custom art uh, cover, and I mean that's one of one in existence, and that may be the only one I can think of that actually has Casey Mer Jones on it. Yeah, Rob's a lucky guy. Yes, he he's a good dude too, man. He is. He's, he's a, a huge Casey Jones fan. Oh my gosh, is he? Especially yeah. with the Red Wings, the Red Wings, and Casey Jones dressed up in it with the the Red Wings jersey on. I I will say, Epic Shells, our Facebook group. Um, I did send him a um, a black hat uh, to go with his Casey Jones um, Casey Jones hockey jersey. So so he's got the whole motif going on. So shout out to Epic Shells there, you know, um, mm-hmm. Facebook group. Yeah, and actually, uh, Eric is one of our admins over there, or moderators, whatever they call it now. So, yeah, it's fun. I just help approve people. Yeah, it, <laughs> hey, it all it all helps. We're, we're almost helped. at a thousand people, so you know, yeah. a bunch of shellheads over there. And I mean, it's it's crazy when we have like the artists. There's several people who are like actual artists of Ninja Turtle comics that are in the group, like. Um, you know, and, and maybe some people's significant others are in the group too, you know. <laughs> I won't drop that name, but you know what I'm talking about. So it's <laughs> it gets around. I mean, last month, last month we, we had like one of my favorite turtle artists ever win most radical member of the month, just for like posting positively on people and all that. So I've got to send him a prize. I'm like, this is this is like surreal. I never would have thought this. You know? <laughs> awesome. It's kind of a cool thing, you know. It's kind of fun. Oh, that's a that's a little cool. It's a little cool. Yeah, yeah, you know. It's like <laughs> all right. And what do we have? So, um, in terms of this, we haven't talked about the original bad guy who had like a big spot in here. Um, so, Mister Oroko Hiroto, um, 
any thoughts on are we going to get to see like just some more of him? Or are they going to take a break on him? What do you think? Um, Go ahead. All right. Um, me personally, I think he's really going to be a big, big part of issue three. I mean, one of the things that they have is fight or flight. So yeah, it might be yeah. the other way around. And I mean, I think more, I mean, obviously more of the story is going to come out, but I think more of the past is really going to come out on this one. I mean, it's just going to be, it's going to be interesting. I mean, this dude seems like he's like deadly, like super deadly. Yeah. It's kind of funny because I'm, I'm just seeing him fight and he's fighting all these, these uh, like foot ninjas in the future. And I'm like, is this guy going to be too much for, you know, Ronan to handle? Is he ducking Ronan because he thinks that he can't? And I mean, with all the upgrades that, you know, the Ronan has, is he going to be able to, to fight him, you know, like, like he would? Because, I mean, you imagine, you know, this Michelangelo versus Shredder maybe had more of a chance, you know, because he's, he's a lot more durable and he's stronger. And, you know, um, I mean, he, he really made like quick work of a lot of things in that first issue. So I, I'm really wondering how it's going to go. Like, are they establishing this guy as like, he's that good? that he puts Shredder to shame. So it's going to be interesting. We need, I want to see his origin story, you know, if, if it's yes. issue three or issue four. Um, but I saw, I saw a little preview of him like in robes with his face painted and stuff. And it looks like he's giving out the call to hunt down the Ronin. Like I saw him like projected across the city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, so, it's coming. I mean, there's going to be like a huge more witch hunt. Like power. Yeah, yeah, basically. It's about to hit the fan, man. Big time. <laughs> and we don't know anything about any place other than like the island of Manhattan, which has been walled off and all that. So we have no clue what's going on in the rest of the country or anything. We don't know where they grow their food, you know, how they get all this stuff in. So all we know is that Manhattan is walled off and there's all of these like Japanese architecture buildings and the foot has taken control which was always what, you know, Shredder had talked about and always wanted and all that. But, you know, we don't know what's going on outside of, of Pleasantville as it is, you know? So I, I'm wondering if that's a factor because that's, that's where Ronan was all this time. He was out in the woods and, you know, with the countryside and all that. And then he finally comes in through that moat and finds a way in. So I don't know if that's going to be such a factor, but, you know, the turtles have allies, Maybe maybe we'll see someone else. Jersey. Jersey. <laughs> yeah, Ronan was down in Jersey hanging out. He was fist bumping out there, huh? <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're, you're probably not wrong. I mean, he did come in through a whole bunch of filth, so you're probably right. <laughs> uh, yeah, shout yeah, out to our friends in Jersey. the north side. That was south side. Yeah, it's north side. Yeah, that's where I'm at, down down the Chicago way. So we got north side, south side. So the difference is um, how the pizza smells. <laughs> yeah, but gotcha. this is this gonna be great. Yeah, um, I mean, in terms of this, I have the fewest amount of pre-orders on this one. I think I've just got two issues pre-ordered, where I had like four of the last one, and um, the first one was like sixteen, which was just ridiculous. You know, but what wow. are you gonna do? You know, yeah. um, and uh, I the the coolest one I have is I did sign up for the um, the Bish Kids Metal Edition where it actually has like the metal cover. And I think they're limited to like one of 25 or something. So it's like, they're, they're oh. going to be the ones that it's like, if you take this and get it, 
and just hold on to it for a while. It's going to be just like a once in a lifetime sort of book. Oh yeah. That's You're never going to see him again. Maybe at a con or something like that, but um, you know, very rare. Oh, and I, I'm so looking forward to Comic-Con starting up again, just uh, so we can start seeing these things. Cause you, you know, there's retailer exclusives and things like that, that are going to show up at cons and I can't uh, wait to get so my long. hands on them. Yeah. Yeah. It's been too long. Are you guys going to continue to collect uh, variant covers of these, or what do you think you're going to do? Well, me? Uh, me? No, both of you, yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Scott. I already have a few variants. I mean, like you said, I have the, the least amount pre-ordered for this one. I have two coming uh, besides the standard. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think uh, I'll probably sell – to be honest, I'll probably sell off the standard cover and keep the – the variants because the variants are just so damn cool man they're just the artwork alone is um did you see that like foot soldier cover for uh issue two that i got yeah yeah the one that looks like snake eyes yeah man it's just it's beautiful and the picture the picture i sent you just does not do it justice it's just a beautiful piece of art do you have that one eric no i don't have that one i thought about getting it but um I don't know, like, you know, at that time, things were kind of a little, kind of a little rough, but, uh, I mean, right now, I mean, I don't think I'm going to get it. I'm kind of, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm kind of holding off because I just bought, um, I just bought a, what is it? Issue one, the Mirage issue one, uh, second printing. So, you know, I put a little, Oh yeah. What, <laughs> what did that run for? <laughs> it's over a thousand. I know. Why yeah. That's what I figured. <laughs> I know why you went for the second print and not the first print. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the first print, I mean, I see one on eBay, and it was, I mean, it didn't look like it was in the greatest shape either, and the first bid was $10,000. So, wow. Um, yeah. yeah hey, but, you know, I mean, I'm kind of I'm kind of holding off on, you know, I'm kind of interested in see what issue fours are going to be like. Uh, you know, I mean, I, yeah. I picked up a few of, you know, the third printings. I picked up Del Autos uh, as well as Alan Quay's. Um, uh, I picked up two of Ben's because I know that was just going to be a madhouse to try to get any of the the medals. I just kind of like pushed it to the side and was just like, I'm okay with these right here, you know, you know, especially with getting issue one was kind of like the big deal because my wife has been trying to get that forever and ever and ever for me and finally got one. Yeah, and, and um, with with that site and all that, I mean, he's got some of the stuff up too. Like, you can get a skateboard deck that looks like the Ronin, which is just cool as wow. hell. I don't skateboard, but I'd hang that up. <laughs> you know, <laughs> same here. I mean, it's just like to be honest with you, um, I got a lot of rearranging to do for my walls. <laughs> I gotta put up a lot more uh, shelves to put all these comics and artwork up. It's uh, I don't think I'm gonna have a wall when I start putting it on the ceiling. I'm hoping that we get something else out of this, like a statue or like a statue to me would be like the ultimate, but you know, I mean, if they're going to go the extra mile and, and like give the license to like NECA or something like that to do like a figure or something, because I mean, the market is there. And I mean, you, you can't even deny that it's like, Oh, do uh, turtles fans collect action figures? Yeah. What are you dumb? You know, it's like, <laughs> you know, I want a statue of that issue one cover with the last Ronan kneeled down with the three brothers behind him with their their hands on his shoulder. Yes. I want a statue of that. Yeah. 
The Bartling Yes. Yeah. Beautiful, that, beautiful cover. Uh, that is, I'm not going to lie to you, that right there is probably one of the ones that I really want most of issue one covers. That's the most expensive oh, one to find, too. It's the, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. I mean, who does? Yeah, everybody wants that one. That that I'm one sure. comes in just below the D. Georginis one that I was talking about earlier. But yeah, that was like the first one that everybody saw too, with like the, the ghostly it. turtles. It's so yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm excited by all of these. You know, just um, and, and I don't know. I think that for me, it's going to be like a journey of trying to find as many as I can find at cons in the next couple of years. Yeah, I'm I mean, super I'm jealous of Eric who up. just bought that issue number one second printing. Oh <laughs> my god! Like you have no idea. Like whenever uh, the guy sold it to me, and my wife was just like, uh, you know, can you trust him? Can you trust him? This is a lot of money, so on and so forth. And you know, he sent me a couple of few, a uh, couple extra, you know, comics and stuff. One by one signed by you know the team Eastman. It was signed by, you know, by Kevin Easton himself, as well as the Future Toy comic and a couple other little goodies to go with it. But, uh, you know, whenever I was opening up the box, I mean, like, I was literally just, like, shaking, shaking. Oh, man, that's cool. Oh, God. This is, like, the Holy Grail. Not, granted, yes, it is not in the best shape. And, you know, he even told me it was, like, around, like, a graded, like, a, a, a 5.0, maybe, you know, up there at a high grade. But still, with all to have that piece is a part of my collection, and I have a lot of stuff between figures, piggy banks, all that stuff. But to have that piece right there, that right there was like the holy grail of all turtle stuff, you know. Yeah, I, I always wanted to have, um, you know, Hulk one eighty one, giant size X Men number one. Like those, those were my like chase books and all that. I never even thought that I would be able to get close to like a turtles book and. You know, maybe maybe I can at some point if, if the market is there and it's it's only at that price point. But man, even even to like just just like have that in your collection, that's got to be amazing. It takes me uh, makes me think of my uh, grill. Mine mine's uh, more of Jack Kirby because I, I like the uh, new gods and stuff. So I recently yeah, you've got, got some good stuff. Yeah, I recently got uh, first appearance of Big Barda. Uh, Mr. Miracle, I think it was number seven. I, I just got the whole run, Mr. Miracle, one through uh, one through fifteen. But yeah, I have uh, Forever People number one, which is the first full appearance of Dark Side. Um, anything Kirby? I mean, I just I love the I love Kirby. So <laughs> that whole in DC. So and, and when he jumped ship from Marvel to DC, I just that whole New Gods era. I just I love it. Was that a seventies book with Dark Side? Yeah, yeah, I think it was seventy-seven, somewhere somewhere between seventy-five and seventy-seven. I think. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a that's a great find. I mean, I the one that I had, I ended up selling because it was like, I mean, the grading on it would have been like a two, but I had a uh, Fantastic Four number forty-eight, first appearance of Silver Surfer in the in Galactus. So well, you know that even at a two, man, that that book is thousands of dollars, right? That. The, the comic book market has just exploded exponentially. It's ridiculous how much. Yeah, it, it has. In a matter of a month. Like in a month, they will go up like 200%. And it's and I'm talking about like $1,000 books. That's why we're telling people to get in on these pre-orders. You know, it's 
you know, we're, we're, we're sitting here postulating how good the book is going to be. I don't even read those books. I just, I read it digitally and I get every cover that I can and I'm holding on to it. Yeah. Me, I I have to read it. I have to read it in the book. I don't know why it's just something. I bought the omnibus, so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's exactly. Well, that, that's I, the thing. I'm not waiting to read this book. I'm going to read this book as soon as it comes out, you know, like midnight, 1 a.m., anything else like that. I'm going to be pulling up issue three on probably Comixology and reading it. So, yeah. you know, and then then I'll get my covers and I'll, I'll squirrel them away and all that and throw them on the pile of Ronins, as uh, as the girlfriend calls it. So, <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah. It is like that, actually. It's like I literally have a comic pile of just last run at number ones and twos. So, yeah. Well, from as many of you pre-ordered or have ordered, so, yeah, I, I believe it. That's that awesome. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> well, at least I think it's awesome. I, I don't know. So, But, um, you know, it's it's good to see what's going on. Um, I'm, I'm in full agreement with you guys. I think that Leo and Casey are going to bite it. And, I, and um, going back to what you guys were saying, I think that the foot is going to attack them and they're going to have to take off. And I think based on that cover, which I just saw for the first time on this, that they're probably going to get them in the woods and that's why they're in the snow. Yeah. Uh, But but there's so many other pieces. It's like, those are just like the tiny pieces. And it's like, all right, what about April? She obviously survives, but what the heck happens to her? And I mean, she's pregnant at the time. So it's like, What's going on, guys? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's there. I mean, there's just there's there's so many there, there's so much going on, but it's like perfect for each issue. Yeah, I, I agree. I think this is this has been one of the best books I've ever read, without a doubt. And I mean, you know, like like me, you guys have probably let, read a ton of books. And I mean, I'm sitting next to my my shelf of my bookcase and I'm like, I'm looking at like the who's who of stuff. And I'm like, wow, yeah, I read that. I read that. Yeah. Watchmen, Sin City, you know, Kingdom Come, Batman, The Long Halloween. This this kind of like my favorite story out of even all those. Yeah, they uh, just... you know, Long Halloween is probably my favorite Batman story. So <laughs> definitely in my top three. I mean, it's yeah. Beautiful. It, yeah. Are Man, you a big just... uh, Batman guy here? I'm. I'm a little bit of a Batman guy. I was actually uh, in Pittsburgh when they were shooting uh, the Dark Knight Rises. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, I, I, I traveled to Pittsburgh I, to uh, audition for that. I, I live four hours away. Where you live at? Hagerstown, Maryland. Hagerstown. I'm, I'm actually from West, uh, Kaiser, West Virginia, so I'm not too far. Nice. Okay. Awesome. There you go. Yeah, so you I guys, you guys are right far. <laughs> but no, I'm far away from you now because I live in Ohio right now. <laughs> okay yeah a few more hours i'd say yeah it's probably about five six hours drive from here i drive it to get a cover <laughs> <laughs> you know well, that's that's awesome um i, I want to thank you guys for being on um thank you to mr ben bishop for being uh, kind enough to send us that uh voicemail just for the show for our predictions uh, we'll see what we uh, what we missed. We'll see what we picked up on, and uh, you know we'll we'll take it from there. And there'll definitely be another retelling of the uh, of the issue. But uh, Scott, where can folks uh, find you if they want to uh, find out about uh, your uh, your Chrome Comics? There, um, you can find me on Facebook. I have uh, it's Chrome Comics C H R 
O-M-E comics. Um, yep. So yeah, just find me on Facebook. That's, that's why you, you can, uh, I have a website linked at the Facebook. You can go to my uh, online store from there. But yeah, you can find everything there on Facebook. Awesome. And Eric, how about you? Do you have a place that you prefer people to follow you? I mean, just on Facebook. I mean, if you want to find me, it's under Eric Will. Uh, I might be a little hard to find, but I mean, if they could find you, Justin, there you go. And, and again, guys, thanks so much for being on. Um, just uh, this, this is one of the fun things about doing a podcast is when you get to like talk about the stuff that's coming up. And I, I really appreciate you both being here. No, oh, I appreciate you. Uh, let me uh, be a guest on here. I really appreciate it. And nice talking to you guys. Likewise. I thank you for uh, having me, Justin, like always. And, uh, Eric, it was uh, nice having you on here this time alone, this time around. Well, it was a pleasure meeting you, Scott. Nice to know that you, I wasn't too far from you whenever I did live there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah, pretty cool. Well, listeners, you can uh, stay tuned. We're going to be getting into our pizza recipe, and uh, I will, I will continue it from there. But until next time, thanks for joining us on Epic Tales from the Sewers. Just a quick note in the as mentioned section of this show, um, Mr. Cromer is working for Chrome Comics, and you can check them out at chrome, C-H-R-O-M-E dot comics dot com, right? They will be the sponsor of the upcoming Amalgamania auction. They're going to actually be sponsoring the full thing coming this August. So make sure that you check that out. You can also find Chrome Comics on Amalgamania.com. That's Amalga, A-M-A-L-G-A hyphen mania, M-A-N-I-A dot com. It's pizza time. And now in a segment that we call Pizza Time, where we discuss any Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle or pizza-related food, I give you Pizza Time. Hey everybody, it's Justin with your pizza time recipe of the show. If you're running out of time and you're worried that you're not going to be able to make it for the last Ronin, then how about this? One hour pizza dough. Ingredients, three and one third cups of bread flour, one and one half teaspoon salt, one teaspoon sugar, one one fourth ounce package of instant or rapid rye dry yeast, one and one fourth to one and one half cups of warm water and extra virgin olive oil. Transform any weeknight into a fabuloso pizza night. Just stir it all together, preheat the oven, and kick back. In an hour, the dough will be ready to roll. Instructions. If you're mixing by hand in a large bowl, stir together the flour, salt, sugar, and yeast with a wooden spoon. Step two. Pour the water and in the mix. Pour in the water and mix for at least 30 seconds with a wooden spoon of your ha- or your hands until the dough just starts to come together into a ball and pulls away from the sides of the bowl. If the, if the dough looks too dry and isn't coming together, mix in a little more water, one teaspoon at a time. Proceed until step three below. Now, if you're using a food processor with a dough blade or an electric mixer, these are different instructions. In a bowl with a food processor or electric mixer, combine the flour, salt, sugar, and yeast while the machine is running on dough speed for a food processor or medium electric mixer. Stream in the water. Step two, keep processing slash mixing the dough for 30 seconds after it comes together into a ball and pulls away from the sides of the bowl. If the, bo- if the dough looks too dry or isn't coming together, mix in more water, one teaspoon at a time. Transfer the dough to a lightly floured work surface and knead until it's smooth and no longer sticky, adding a little more flour if needed. Step three, rub the inside of a large clean bowl liberally with olive oil. Place the dough ball in the oiled bowl and turn it 
to coat the entire bowl in oil. Cover the bowl with plastic wrap and let the dough rise in a warm place for 45 minutes to an hour. It should double in size. Step four. After the dough is finished rising, pinch it, punch it down and divide it into two equal pieces and shape the piece into a ball. Cover the dough balls with a damp kitchen towel and let them rest for at least 10 minutes for up to an hour. Or, if you're not making pizza right away, wrap the balls loosely with plastic wrap and store them in the refrigerator for up to three days. Step six. Roll or stretch out the dough as desired, toppings, and bake. All right, dudes, so that's your one-hour pizza dough. So good luck, and hope you enjoy. Thank you for listening to the Epic Tales from the Sewers podcast. The Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles were created by Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird. This podcast has no affiliation with Eastman, Laird, IDW Studios, Nickelodeon Studios, Archie Comics, or any other Turtles properties. This podcast is a member of the Epic Sewers podcast network. Be sure to check out our other great shows, some turtle-related, some not. Thanks for listening. Epic Tales from the Sewers is recorded by Justin Cooper. Are you looking for a gift for the nostalgic nerd in your life? Try a candle from the Euphoric Tree Fort. Nostalgic novelty gifts for nerds. From birthdays to holidays, or just because, waft these smell-o-vision candles with fragrances from your favorite shows such as... Bob's Burgers, Simpsons, Dr. Seuss. Rick and Morty, Futurama, Adventure Time, Harry Potter, James and the Giant Peach, The Nightmare Before Christmas, Coraline, The Rugrats, Steven Universe, My Hero Academia, Dragon Ball Z, One Punch Man, Pokemon, Death Note, and Fairly Odd Parents. These soy candles won't gunk up your walls because they're dye-free, cruelty-free, and soot-free. Also, free souvenirs in every order over $20 and free shipping on orders over 75 with exciting scents like Nog, featuring eggnog and brandy, Christmas in Whoville, fir tree, peppermint bread and sugar plum, truffula tree, butterfly milk and birch tree, mmm, donuts, donuts and pink icing, and the ever-popular Macon Bacon Pancakes, featuring bacon and buttermilk pancakes and maple. They say that smell is the strongest sense tied to memory, and if these candles don't make you nostalgic, nothing will. And remember, if you use promo code ETFS10, you'll get a discount. Check out the website, euphorictreefort.com, for smell-o-vision candles and nostalgic gifts. Don't forget to use our code. Hey there, this is JB. And if you enjoy Tales from the Crypt, then check out my show, Tales from the Podcast, where myself, and usually a very special guest, sit down to discuss the TV show, the films, the animated series, as well as the original comics. So check me out every other week on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, and of course, at TalesFromThePodcast.com. Thanks for listening, kiddies. You're all a scream. <laughs> Terrificon, Connecticut's number one Comic-Con is back at Mohegan Sun on July 30th to August 1st. Meet actors and superheroes. Shop for cool stuff. It's three days of Comic-Con fun. Terrificon, Connecticut's number one Comic-Con at Mohegan Sun, July 30th through August 1st. Learn more at Terrificon.com. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie, you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. We have very active lifestyles. 
It's not all wandering the countryside aimlessly or scaring passing motorists. And we all love a good cup of joe. And there's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds Coffee is my guilty pleasure. Bold, robust, delicious. It's coffee that can wake the dead. <laughs> With over a dozen different roasts and flavors, Deadly Grounds can satisfy the most finicky of coffee addicts. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds Coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. <laughs>